Hi, Ace here. Before we start, I just want to tell you that we recorded this episode pre-COVID-19. So our sentiments might be different now to when we sat down and had this conversation. Without further ado, let's get into it. Gabriele? Yes, no. all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight we're here, or today or tonight, it doesn't matter. We're here with, I'm here with... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is shit. Uh, today I'm here with Gabriele. And um, why don't you tell me a bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, so I'm Gabriele. I'm 24 years old. Yes, I'm now in Hamburg. I'm right now on Ace's couch uh, because I, um, I came here to... I don't know, look for luck, I guess. Uh, my One of my closest friends moved here and I came to visit her and I liked it very much and I kind of had nothing to lose because I was in a situation where I was pretty much done with all of my responsibilities back in my country because I just graduated, quit my job and the relationship and so on. So there was pretty much nothing that would really like hold me down. So I just decided to come here and see see where it goes. And luckily I was able to stay and and uh, now I'm very looking forward to this conversation. That's awesome. Um, so I think it's very interesting. So you said you came here because of your friend. So I guess that then it was never like uh, you never planned on going <laughs> to like Hammer or Germany in particular. Mm, yes and no. Uh, so basically, um, for most of my life, I was one of those people who thought that I would never ever move abroad, no, no matter what, because I was way too attached to my surroundings and way too afraid. Um, so for example, I also didn't go to like study in another country, which was actually popular in my age group, uh, and so on. But then um, I spent a uh, summer in the States, and that completely changed my perspective. So I had it in the back of my mind that after graduating university, I would like to try to live abroad. And also, I always like Germany, even though I haven't visited uh, it before, but I just like the language and it just somehow... I don't know, just gut feeling that it always attracted me. So basically, when my friend got a job here, I booked a ticket in two weeks. So she started working on July 1st and I was here already July 15th. So, you know, yes, it wasn't like actively planned, but also Germany wasn't like some not on the table option. Just mm -hmm. that like it was a lucky coincidence that I also had a chance to come. Ah, right. Yeah, because like for me, it was... Um... It was also really random. Like, I mean, in a way, it was like the, the same friend, I guess, uh, <laughs> that influenced us to come here. But I, I also like I didn't really have a plan. Germany kind of wasn't on the table for me. I, I mean, I went to Munich to do my Erasmus studies. But otherwise, I I kind of thought it was that it was like more similar to Sweden and I always wanted to go somewhere like that was different from Sweden so now it's kind of like oh but why did I actually end up here so I'm kind of still in this mindset like oh do I really want to stay <laughs> here or like things like this but uh, I guess we're still here so I guess we're kind of in like good situations right now because like I don't want to leave at this moment I, I guess you don't want to Oh, no, no. I'm just uh, starting my life here pretty much. And uh, do you find it very similar to Sweden? Like in, in a way, yes. Um, but also no. Like, I mean, people behave kind of similarly, I would say, for sure. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know if I want to stay or not. Uh, or actually, I think like right now I have a plan of like uh, maybe staying or at least trying to stay. So I'm 27 and I think that I would like to stay like for the rest of my 20s here in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later in the in my 30s, I'll go to preferably Asia. I think Asia is really, really calling me, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Any particular reason why uh, until 30? Just a beautiful number? or like... Yeah, yeah, it's just that it's like a very pretty number, you know. Um, so it's like, oh, I can say, because I, I kind of like to think about it this way that it's like, when I live my life, I think, mm. how would I like to tell the story about my life? Yeah. And like, how would I want to look back at it mm-hmm. when I'm older or like later? So then if I can say like, okay, I lived my 20s in Europe or yeah, mm-hmm. earlier as well. And then my 30s in, in Asia or somewhere else, then it makes it like easier in a way to say, to tell, to tell it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... I get what you're saying. It's 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 always nice to plan, but I personally don't really believe in planning these things too much. Of course, you have some guidelines, but like in my language, so I have um, I come from Lithuania. We even have a saying that like a person plans and a god laughs. So like it's always mm. you know like um, I al- also always like to have a direction to my life of my life, like but not set like numbers or dates in stone because I mean you know three years from now is still a long time so you will see yeah yeah for sure uh because actually yeah that's very interesting because the thing is i i've never really had like a plan Mm -hmm. like as i say like i'm here very randomly what do you think about planning your life like you just said with the saying but uh so so you always lived by that as well like you never thought like okay i want to go to like this university because i want to do this after or was it always like no no of course i am i mean i do uh, certain amounts of planning and i actually i'm i'm quite a structurized person i would say uh but um i mean first of all i cannot really say that i was doing that for for you know for all my life because i think in such youth it's nearly impossible to say that because not that long ago i was a teenager and so on and like it it, it wasn't really <laughs> Uh, on my mind uh, too much to like have a precise plan Uh, but in general for me it's more like that I know kind of who I want to be like for me it's very important to just like kind of stay true to myself and follow my gut feeling and I'm very afraid of like having a plan in a way that like I'm supposed to do this because this is my age or like I'm supposed to do this because I don't know for example I actually talking about studies so I originally uh, was choosing between journalism and creative industries and um, like in, in, in my country like journalism Journalism is um, considered to be way more serious profession and it's like at least for my parents generation it's like kind of considered like elite because like it's kind of hard to get in and so on and like I started studying because my parents pushed me and then I quit after two months and then after a year I started studying creative industries like I originally wanted so um, yeah so I often I would say I'm even doing differently that like Yes, in theory, like uh, in a pros and cons list, maybe one decision seems to be more valuable. But like if I don't feel like doing that, I just cannot force myself. 
Yeah, that's very interesting. So I can, for example, tell you, like, um, so for example, at the moment, my plan or my goal or like my biggest uh, concentration point is to build a career, right? And uh, that is where I put my time and my energy, but I don't pl plan it that like, okay, in this company, I'm for two years, then in another for five or whatever. Like, I don't want to put like very, very like sharp edges on the plan. But I know that, for example, this is my focus right now. So I'm still kind of planning. Like I wouldn't uh, most probably drop everything and like move uh, for a trip around the world in a month because uh, this is my priority right now to actually like either uh, settle down and like build, create like some roots for my upcoming life. But like I said, but I would never do it in a like, you know, year by year manner or like month by month or, or and so on. Yeah. No, as you say, I think it's very difficult to do that. But I, I actually, I do have a friend or I do know someone who kind of, they always had a plan like this, that, okay, these are the steps or like, this is where I want to be mm -hmm. in this amount of years. And these are the steps I need to take to like, uh, go there. Do you think that life needs to have these kind of moments of planning? Or do you think that life is like you should always just live life and not plan too much like not just for this period of like starting to start your career or when you're young or whatever like life in general well first of all i would say that i will already uh, like not criticize but like deny the question because i don't believe in shoulds mm -hmm. like i really don't like to formulate my points uh, to any topic from a should perspective because I really think it's very, very individual. And like you just mentioned, like you have a friend who, I don't know, he or she just feels uh, safer, more, uh, I don't know, more confident, whatever, while planning. And that works for him or her. But I mean, there are people that are completely free spirited and they would be very unhappy. Like maybe they would have more measurable goals achieved if they mm -hmm. would do it in that manner, but they wouldn't be as happy and as true to themselves. So I don't think that there is like one size fits all all solution uh, but like for me personally uh, I need to have a certain amount of plan like I I like safety in my life and I like to feel secure and for me like planning I'm in general like I like making lists I like like I don't know preparing for stuff and so on so it just makes me kind of feel more grounded but I think it's very very individual mm -hmm. what about you how do you live usually <laughs> yeah, so I definitely, I'm very, very impulsive in making life decisions and everything. Like, I don't think I ever really had a plan. I kind of always had, or like, always, that's that's not true, but I kind of, <laughs> for example, for uh, secondary school, I kind of had my friends make the choice. Like, I just knew that, okay, I probably want to go to university afterwards because that's what people do. So I was like, okay, I should probably take something that allows me to go to university mm -hmm. after, but exactly what I do, I don't know. So then I just like, I checked what my friends wanted to do or like I knew what they wanted to do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's probably like in hindsight, I don't know if that was a good thing or not, but I don't regret the choices I made because I do believe that if I would have done differently, I wouldn't uh, be where I am right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. So, 
so yeah i like right now is also like i'm kind of in this position or like in this stage of my life where i do feel that i have no idea what's gonna happen like in mm. in like even the next month i mean we just came into the new year 2020 yeah and i kind of have like okay i have like a general idea and it's like okay these are the things i want to do this year but I have like no idea what's going to happen like after, like mm-hmm. I, I can't see beyond 2020 right now. Or, I mean, I just said that I want to yeah. do, <laughs> I want to do these things in my thirties, but like the specifics yeah. as, as we talked about, they're just not there for me. And yeah. so I think I'm, I'm very much like you when it's like, okay, it's good to have some ideas about it, but mm-hmm. uh, specifics are they're going to change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I can totally relate even like to this, you know, kind of putting a number on it because I used to really do that also that like, I like to think, okay, now I'm doing this thing and I will do it for the rest of my life or whatever, because I also thought that that's um, kind of how you are supposed to work. I'm not talking about job. I mean, like function as a yeah. human being again, like from uh, my quite um, conservative uh, upbringing and so on. But then at some point I just understood that so many times I said that I will do this or that for whatever amount of time and whatever that and then I didn't that at some point I just started feeling a bit ridiculous by saying that and that's how this whole conclusion of not actually planning was born because I understood that it doesn't really matter like the planning it gives me security and that's it. Like besides that, almost nothing really changes and there's still like so many variables and, you know, like there's so much impermanence in in life in general uh, that uh, I don't think that you can really hope to just, you know, because like we don't exist in a vacuum, like you can plan something, but there are so many things that can happen. And I'm also like very keen of Buddhism philosophy in this regard, that like, you know, the only permanent thing is impermanence and that you cannot really expect for things to to stay the same way, no matter how much we as humans would like that. Yeah, that's very interesting because this is, this is something that I like, I've been I've been thinking about like lately, like a lot, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, not not having any plans is also it's good, but it also makes it a bit difficult because then it's like, because today like we are so privileged, like um, we live in a, like a mm-hmm. part of the world that is uh, very developed. We don't have to worry about oh, do I have food tomorrow? We can make our own decisions for our own lives, and we have so many options to what to do but that's kind of like the difficulty in it as well that it's like okay we have so many options Mm -hmm. and it's like I have a difficulty I'm very impulsive and I'm very driven by my emotions so sometimes I feel like uh I don't really know if I want to do this anymore I want to do Mm -hmm. something else because on the one hand yeah it would be possible for me to like, okay, yeah, screw this. I just want to do something else mm-hmm. and I could move somewhere else. But, but then on the other hand, it's like, oh, but is that really, is that responsible? Like, yeah. I, and I don't know, like, should I just try and make that voice quiet and like, okay, let's try and have something planned instead or no. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that you have to quiet any voices in your had usually um i mean i really again you know like you you also like from from what you just said like i can hear this like maybe it would be responsible so on so like i can really hear that it's more like how is it appropriate rather than how i would like it 
and uh, I mean it's like it's extremely uh, difficult to um, to get rid of this approach and like not everybody even should but at least for me like I was always again maybe because I was like up like um, my upbringing was quite strict and therefore I was quite a rebellious teenager and mm -hmm. uh, ever since then I'm also always like a bit like and why and why should I do that and why is this a norm and like who said that and so on so on you know so maybe it also might sound a bit silly and I, so I should also like chill out a bit but uh, I really like always tend to say that you shouldn't really suppress yourself in any way just because it's somehow appropriate to do that or common or expected or like i don't know valuable in a, in the eyes of some strangers or even family or whatever yeah wow that's some some good words there <laughs> yeah uh yeah but it's uh, yeah they really made me think because oh. <laughs> <laughs> like in a way i also kind of right now i think I come to realize like now now during the podcast <laughs> yeah or... now no, during the podcast i just realized yeah <laughs> no but no all, yes and also no but uh mm -hmm. sorry did you say that you don't take things too seriously or that you do things i didn't say anything like that I at didn't all say, oh well I'm, I'm having a different conversation <laughs> in my head <laughs> Uh, no, like basically what I said is that I uh, truly believe in like following your heart as cheesy as it sounds. Uh, actually, like um, that common friend of ours uh, recently said that like in 25 years of maturing, I matured to a decision that like live, love, love, love is a great philosophy and which is like quite ironic. Like this is completely off topic. Like you can, you know, not not use it if you want. But um that you know like you have this like super cheesy phrase which is like so overdone but then at some point you sometimes understand that like the simple things and even if they're like super cheesy but they're actually true and that's also how i feel right now like about what what you just asked like it's not that i think that things should be serious or not serious i just think that you should follow your heart and i think that is also very challenging and scary and uncomfortable often but at least for me that's what makes me happiest mm yeah yeah that does make a lot of sense because I, I i do agree with you i also think that you should like do what you want but like kind of what's coming to my mind now lately also when i'm like getting older air quotes yeah. <laughs> is that i'm like okay is this a mindset that we have as people when we are young but then when we grow or uh, grow up mm -hmm. it's like we become more responsible and like, why is this? Is, is this because um, the society tells us that when we're older, we're supposed to be responsible and make these choices? Or is it because this is what we're supposed to, to do? No, I... I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If I understood you correctly, it's pretty much like the question whether it's kind of pre-programmed for us or whether it's like um, affected by by society. And I would definitely uh, say that it's the second thing. Again, like some need for security and like feeling grounded. I think that it's like it's one of the core needs of a human being, and therefore like often co stable career or whatever is is a way. Uh, of feeling that uh, but at the same time uh, I think it's very actually uh, very sad that you know like we raise our kids like not you and me we don't have kids no. but in general <laughs> like you know when a small kid dreams usually nobody tells, tells him or her that like don't dream of becoming an astronaut because you should be an accountant you know like uh, society lets us dream to a certain age 
and then at some point this like you know yeah you can do whatever you want you can be whatever you are blah 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 turns into like you know you should play it safe and what about and okay and what will you do with this profession and what about your family if you will ever have one that's another like kind of you know stereotype that you should have and so on so on so on so I think that there's like a lot of pressure and I don't think that it's even like I don't think that like the source is evil or like that it doesn't like those people so usually like parents or teachers or whoever says that to you they definitely have your best interest in mind but they are just you know they're scared for you as well as you are scared for yourself usually when you do something that is not really standard and they just want you to be happy and they think that the safe path will be what brings you that and I think that it's very important to actually look into the personality of that person and and you know before giving such advice especially from an authority figure like a parent teacher etc yeah because it is like exactly like this or like kind of like this because again as 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 you say like I think it's interesting how you put it as well because this is something that I was going to come to that is like okay when you're a kid it's like you're told like oh you can dream you can do anything you want but mm-hmm. like when you're an adult, like I mean, hopefully you're told that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Like I also hope that all the kids <laughs> can do everything they want, or like at least dream. Yes. But it's like when you're an yes. adult, do people like still say that to you? Like, okay, you're uh, you're 35 now, and it's fine if you don't know what you want to do. Just dream and do whatever. Like I feel, because I feel right now, I feel like okay. Now I am at this point in life where it's starting to be more, it's, uh, it's still fine to dream, but it's like, oh, but you also have to filter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, I'm like, okay, can I, I, maybe I can't follow my impulses as much anymore. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I, I still have a dream. For example, I, to, to have this job that I have right now, it was a dream of mine. And yeah. to have this place that I live in right now, it was also a dream and I'm living abroad exactly like I always wanted but then it's like okay now I reached the dream air quotes so what am I supposed to do now should I find a new dream like can I find a new dream or yeah for sure I think that that's a very um, important mistake that people do again like as human beings that like you know you think that uh, you have a dream and reaching it will give you some permanent happiness but again it's never like that you know like it there's a pleasure in the journey there's a pleasure in reaching for it then there's like a big reward when you have it but like you will not just be blindly happy about it for the rest of your life and I think that that's actually a very good um, part of a human condition of like our mindset in general because yeah some people can say that like you know I we are species like we're never happy like no matter how much you want you want more but I actually kind of perceive it as a as a plus because like you never really stop because you know if like you just had a dream when you were I don't know 18 to have a nice job and a nice flat and then by 27 you have it and then you're done and you just sit on the couch and watch Netflix for the rest of your life I, I, I don't think that that's how it's supposed to do <laughs> no, no, to no, be, no. Right? I don't want so, that to be like that either yeah so I think that it's good that like you have this driving force inside of yourself that says like okay what's next I think it's also very important to be grateful for what you have you know like don't don't get me wrong I'm not saying that like always just reach for more because then you know at some point you can also be unhappy about that especially with the pressure that you create on yourself and so on but I think that there should be a nice balance between being grateful for where you are and also thinking like what's next yeah yeah because I definitely am like for sure I am because in a way like if I would if I would die tomorrow, I would mm-hmm. I wouldn't regret like anything. I would have 
I would feel like I would have lived a very happy life. Yeah. And and that is obviously amazing and it's awesome. But yeah, it is a it's not a problem. But again, where do I go from here? Actually like, should, do I am I should I still be? Yeah, no, I don't know. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, finish finish your thought. I'm sorry that I, I just wanted to um, make a comment on one phrase that you said, but uh, not to like interrupt you. Uh... <laughs> so I can say that because now I got you confused. It's actually interesting that you mentioned that, that like you quote unquote, you you wouldn't um, regret anything if you die tomorrow, because I don't remember where I read it. But that thought kind of fascinated me that usually the people that are most most afraid of death are the ones who don't really like kind of live to their potential or their dreams or their true selves and that like the more happy you are of your life the less afraid you are to die which is kind of like it seems like some you know reverse psychology like it should be the other way around but uh, I mean again I don't remember the source so you know like don't quote me on that maybe it's not a scientific uh, fact but I just thought that I mean it, it there might be some truth in it because you know like when you feel like you're actually living every day then like even if you die tomorrow then at least you live then i think that for a lot of people who just kind of live for others like they yeah like what we what we talked about you know they play it safe they have like safe jobs and so on and then they just get into some routine that is acceptable by society but maybe is completely like empty and like shallow for their souls if i might even and uh, yeah then probably it's very very uh, scary to die because you haven't really lived to your potential yeah <laughs> <laughs> that look into your eyes wow. yeah in your eyes yeah wow well, this is uh yeah i don't know what to say i mean maybe you have yeah. some questions prepared we can also Go to another topic because I see that you got like confused. Oh, this is uh, this is I'm always confused. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's why I started this podcast yeah, so yeah. that maybe I can become less confused. But yeah, so let's uh, let's switch to a different topic. Let's speak a bit about relationships. Okay, my favorite topic. Your favorite topic <laughs> because yeah, obviously, like relationships are uh, a very big part of life or most people's lives. Do you mean romantic or yes, general? Yes, I was gonna. I realized that Sorry. I was gonna like <laughs> clarify and say that it was romantic relationships. We just watched a video from the School of Life and basically it challenges the notion that there's only like one option when it comes to romantic relationships and it is the monogamous relationship. Yeah. Because for me, this video was very eye-opening because, mm. yeah, why is there only like one side to or like one option when it comes to relationships? I think just to uh, maybe make it clear to our listeners, <laughs> when you said one option, like uh, that you mean like not that like it's one person or whatever, that, but like that there's like one path that like you start dating and then at some point you get married and at some point you get a kid and then you just love the same person for the rest of your life and you have sex only with him or her and so on, so on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so actually I have a lot of uh, thoughts regarding this topic because I was also at some point really studying polyamorous topic because um, I have a friend that is polyamorous and uh, we were having a lot of discussions with him and just um, I don't know I really got hooked into the uh, on the topic and like thinking about it and also my favorite uh, psychotherapist and my complete role model Esther Perel 
And by the way, she also has a few podcasts. You can check it out if you're interested in relationship topics. So anyway, but she she actually has a very, very interesting also point of view in this. Like she's not pro-polyamory or anything like that. But she's saying that like nowadays, it's quite a new narrative to expect, first of all, in general, to expect your marriage or like your the parent of your child to be also the one that you love and that you are attracted to. This like loving one person person for the rest of your life and like uh, having uh, sex and having passion and him or her being your best friend and the parent of your children and like everything in one person it's not uh, like it hasn't been there forever and um, yeah and there's a, a big question whether or not it's actually natural and also like people nowadays with all the uh, new lifestyle they're becoming more and more lonely and what she's saying is and what I also uh, really agree on that like a lot of people now from a partner expect something that used to be provided by a whole community you know that like uh, like I mentioned you know you want them to be your best friend and your most passionate lover and uh, so on so on so on so like so many functions that might be just impossible in one person yeah yeah because like because the, the thing is like I never really like I've kind of always I think I've always kind of been uh not against in a way that I don't I think is wrong because obviously this is what works for most people like um for a majority of people but I think this uh as you say like to put all these things on like one person is is quite a lot and I think the way I see relationships is that it sh the, it should always be you should always be an in individual like yeah. like you should never lose yourself in the in the other person and it's like okay now if the person is not here i can't be happy or i don't know what to do right now or tonight because the, my other half isn't there because then you lose all the power over your own life because you have to you have to get happiness from someone else yeah, I think that like even the vocabulary around this is very flawed. Like even this, you know, other half, as in like implying that you're not whole without yeah, exactly. another person, is is very uh, flawed for sure. Yeah. So, because also the thing is that I found very interesting because I've talked to uh, another person, another friend about this, is the fact that do you think you can only can you only love one person? Doesn't people have room in their heart? to love more and again this this question like what is love mm -hmm. um, are you now asking about loving multiple partners at once or are you asking about like throughout your life that you love multiple people and not that there's just like one predestined part yeah no i i mean uh, like at once like can you only love one person at once because it is again this notion of how we see relationship is that okay you only love one person you're yeah. only supposed to love one person but i don't know is is that true like can you only love one person like can't you love more than one person like at the same time yeah i mean it's you know like these are the questions that like there's no answer to really it's just you know like just thoughts and guesses and so on but uh, basically what i would think is that i personally like i'm still a romantic in this regard and i think that you can love one person but uh, i think that the bigger problem is that people are actually couples with the people that they don't really love 
that that's um, the point like we actually i mean i've seen quite a lot of couples in my life that seem like they got together like out of very wrong reasons like maybe the fear of being alone uh, maybe it was just comfortable you know like you just meet a nice boy or a girl and it's just again like this romantic escalation is kind of like quote unquote normal path is so you know like yeah we become a couple and then we meet each other's parents and blah 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 and then you know end up being a long-term couple or even like a marriage even though there was never like this fatal initial spark so basically what i'm trying to say i think that polyamory like by itself i still see it as a sexual orientation i don't think that everybody could do it because i think that like to cope with the jealousy and the extreme amounts of communication that it requires it's definitely not for everyone and uh, personally i even also at some point considered maybe going that path and i came to a conclusion that i think i could have feelings for multiple people at once but not like be really truly fully in love because like when I am like that then I just I, I wouldn't even have time to date somebody else because I just want to see that person 24-7 almost again like not in a way that you said like not in this clingy way like I have my own life and hobbies and friends and interests but I mean that it's like your safe harbor and like somebody that you want to come back to and like uh, spending time on a date with somebody else would just be a waste of time yeah yeah, because I guess also like it does come back to this or it does come to this that it has a lot to do with maybe with time as well. That, mm. OK, maybe you could spend or I mean, maybe you could love several people at once, but then it's like, OK, then you probably have to make a distinction at some point. Like, uh, who do I spend more time with? Yeah. And but then again, like, does it really mean that you love one person more if you spend more time with that person? No, I don't think that it's like that necessarily. I mean, there's also like different uh, types of polyamory. Like some people have a primary partner and uh, the other partners for them are more like for sex and for fun and whatever. Uh, there's also like this concept of a nesting partner, aka somebody that you're having kids and you're like creating a nest with. Um, but it doesn't also necessarily have to be the person that you love the most. Maybe you just like are the most, the best match like in the, you know, day to day routine, like in washing dishes together and like doing laundry and so on and you just can't imagine living with each other and yeah there are like very very many forms of that for sure yeah for sure because i'm also like thinking about what you mentioned earlier as well with uh, young love as well uh, when you're like a teenager and you get together and maybe some people obviously there are people that they start dating when they're teenagers and then they stay forever uh, yeah. then stay together forever obviously it's easier to say now when you have more knowledge and you're like older yeah um but just thinking about it that if if we were maybe more open with it uh yeah. then we could say when we are that when we are teenagers that we kind of like okay when we get together with a person that we this this is teenage love and this is uh we're probably gonna have really strong feelings but then maybe we'll have feelings for for someone else and or it will fade out yeah, but, um, but, but, but like mm -hmm. the, the, yeah the, the thing i kind of want to say is that maybe it wouldn't put uh pressure on everyone or, or on the teenagers if they didn't think that okay now i have to be with this person or like this has to be the only person in my life because i also think when you are a teenager you also meet a lot of new people and then you mm -hmm. have like a lot of different loves but then if everyone is already aware that okay there is not gonna be only 
or it doesn't have to be only this one person in my life and especially not at this stage in my life then it wouldn't put that much pressure on on them if that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense i know what you mean just that like at least from my personal perspective like when i was a teenager i would now tell you to go away with your bullshit because i mean i was so head over heels in love with my first love that i just thought that i would spend the rest of my life with him no matter what and like the the amount of like romance and naiveness and so on like that's the point i think that unless again like you have like some kind of sexual orientation that you are already interested in multiple people but the first loves are usually they like crazy insane and you think that you will grow all together after like three weeks of dating you know because that's how teenagers work because like they been kids like very recently and then all of a sudden they start doing adult things and start uh, like feeling some kind of like warmth and connection with somebody outside of their family and it just seems so special and perfect that uh, and also like I don't think that so many teenagers actually you know like stay together so I think that maybe this concept like what you mentioned this whole pressure and this perception that like okay my next one has to be my last one I think it's more maybe applicable in the in 20s mm-hmm. like in your early or mid 20s then when you're a teenager because then like i don't know i think that like you're just so like you're at least i was like falling in love every two months with a different person so and like yeah. and all of them were supposed to be the love of my life so you know yeah you don't have that uh, kind of maturity i think to to be actually polyamorous and have multiple relationships because like i said it, it requires a lot of emotional intellect and a lot of communication yeah yeah, but that that is also like kind of what I mean, because I, oh yeah, because we have this notion. And again, like uh, I had a friend who said something that was really interesting. And she said that basically there's a lot of feelings or like things in life that we don't get to experience. We don't get to experience it fresh or mm. know, know how to put it. Like basically we are told what love is supposed to be like or yeah. how we're supposed to experience love we're supposed to we are told like this is how we feel when we get drunk this is how you feel when you smoke a cigarette or mm. like anything we are told this by movies by tv shows music and everything yeah. so we never actually really have a chance to look at most of the things in life without looking at it through through this lens so yeah that's kind of what I mean like yes we are teenagers and we are not teenagers but teenagers they see they see it this way like oh I'm supposed to only be in love with this person and it's weird if I start to be in love with this person two two weeks or two months after but Mm -hmm. actually that's what what you feel but but somehow it is wrong you know or it's seen as it's wrong yeah yeah definitely i mean this like romantic narrative or again like talking in polyamorous uh, terms again i listen to a lot of uh, podcasts about polyamory so i know a bit of the vocabulary but like this romantic escalation like monogamous escalation it's uh, uh, definitely i think set way too deep in our brains and uh, like i think that people again I think that there are people that find a lot of security and safety and they want it to be like very, you know, like classical. Uh, But uh, at the same time, I think that, 
yeah, it's it's bad when you you know you think that you should like you know like you date for a certain amount of times, then you should meet each other's parents, or you should get engaged, or you should uh, start living together, and so on. And I think that uh, especially in 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 love, there should always be the want and not a should. And again, like you, we already talked about it in in another context that I also uh, whenever it comes to any kind of feelings, any should kills the want. Yeah, what, what do you mean the want? Like that you want to be with other? I meant that like, you know, uh, again, like I'm referring now more because I think that we see this um, problem and it's actually quite interesting that we, you know, like we talk about the same things then we kind of agree, but like we argument it completely differently because I think that you have a problem with the society in general having like this very standardized uh, way of relationship. While I think that there's nothing wrong with the way, but I think that just people get together for very wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And like what I said about that, like it can the want is that like you know again like some people that are just kind of half ass in love like the relationship is i don't know is like seven out of ten but like there is a lot of this like also society pressure that like okay we've been together for two years now so we should start living together or we've been together with four years so like when will you pose or whatever and that like this romantic escalation is very like kind of put from above and i think that a lot of people start feeling almost trapped at some point that like okay i've been with this person for abc amount of time so now i should probably get married or something yeah because i think uh, yeah it's also interesting that we get into this now because i think that's um, a part of the video that we also didn't mention is that we are supposed to be in monogamous relationship that ends up with uh yeah with having kids Mm -hmm. so so that's also the 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 thing i'm thinking about because a lot of people say that obviously this is the this is the essence of of being a human or like this is the this is the point of life that you're supposed to be with someone and you have supposed to have offspring uh, Mm -hmm. of your own but again, this is like, yeah, this is a very traditional way of looking at it. Because yeah. I also think I've also been introduced to this notion that, okay, if it is this way, that, okay, the ultimate goal of having the relationship is to have a kid. Yeah. Then how important is actually the love then? Yeah. Because also, yeah, I've been introduced to this notion that I had someone tell me that they care, they would care more about if the partner would be able to provide for the kid, for the future kid, and also obviously for the other person in the relationship, that that was more important than actually being like uh, head over heels in love. Mm. Um so if I, cuz I think like yeah then then if if it is the goal to have kids then like is it actually better to be with a person that you really love but you're both really poor and you somehow make it work but then maybe the outlook for the kid is going to be like a bit tougher in the future because you're you're not going to be able to provide good for the kid or it, does it make more sense to be with someone who could provide a good life for the kid later even if you're even if yeah let's say that your relationship is gonna is gonna be a seven out of ten but Mm. but the kid is gonna have a very good life but i don't think that a kid can have uh, such a good life that it would compensate for his parents not really loving each other so i definitely like i completely disagree with this friend of yours i think that it's not only very outdated but also very sexist because i mean i I assume that she's a female and like this whole perspective that a man has to provide i mean we live in 
great in this regard we live in great times and i mean i definitely don't expect a man to provide for me nor my kid at some point i mean i think that it's way more important to be actually in love and shower your kid with love and like i don't know give whatever money you can or whatever and i mean he will also make it somehow i hope so all in all i think that like the the feelings are way more important and also i actually wanted to um make a comment on another thing of yours that like yeah uh, when you said something like that yeah that like the goal uh, again like air quotes of a relationship is to have a child at some point so i mean in on one hand kind of yes like from a biological perspective because like we originally usually are attracted to each other because like we smell the pheromones and so on that would imply that you can have a healthy offspring so like kind of your biology is programmed like that right mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand um I think that in general, there's a very wrong concept in thinking that if a relationship doesn't uh, last forever, that means that it's an unsuccessful relationship, it's a failure or it's something scary. So like, uh, for example, for me, like a more close concept to my heart instead of like polyamory itself, as in dating people at, at the same time, is dating people for maybe a short amount of time, like maybe a month or maybe a year or whatever, because I think that there's like so many lessons that and like so many teachings that two people can give to one another and they don't necessarily have to end up together forever but at that time and place of their lives maybe it's an absolutely perfect match to help them grow to help them experience something amazing and so on but it doesn't necessarily have to lead to you know marriage and growing marriage and go, uh, growing all together yes <laughs> <laughs> let's take a short music break shall we <laughs> okay hi this is ace just so you know, there's not going to be a music break. I just said it because it sounded cool. All right, so we're back. So then I can now maybe start with explaining what I meant. Again, like talking a bit about this whole um, romantic narrative uh, throughout the times, like in comparison. So of course, I mean, there there were times and there are even still cultures, even nowadays with like arranged ma marriages and so on. But uh, what I meant that like now, again, like um, Ace, you mentioned with like all the, you know, cinema and so on, like, I don't know, in the last hundred years, like this super duper romantic narrative got really, really strong. And at least like my grandparents' generation, I mean, again, it's also individual, but I think that like the view to our relationship was a bit more pragmatic, at least, for example, when I talked to my grandmother, I mean, she really loved my grandfather and so on. But like the expectations, I think, were way lower. It was just like, you know, find a good man or a good woman that like you can create a life with, but not necessarily like this whole like pompastic point of view that we have right now that like it has to completely like blow you off your feet and like you have to like all the th things that we mentioned um before like just passionately insanely i don't know out of your head love him or her for the rest of your life and not ever want anything else from life so i think that this is uh, again like strongly influenced by a society but maybe not as natural for a human being yeah no exactly because i also i read i've read a book like about relationships and stuff uh, let me check the name later hi it's later. The book is called Modern Romance, an Investigation by Aziz Ansari. But yeah, it also, it, it has some like data and like actually what you said, like back in the days, I mean, this book was from the US, so it had like the US perspective. But then like uh, a lot of women, like the only way for them to move out from their like parents' yeah. house was to get married. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe one, some of them, they 
they got into a relationship or got married just because they wanted to get out of the house and have more freedom like in a way but this is also like kind of what uh again like i think like if we didn't have this uh notion of okay it has to relationships have to be one way then maybe like it would be easier like you could say like okay we're we're gonna get married now and we're gonna have this kind of marriage because uh because of this reason or we're gonna have this relationship because of this reason that i don't want to stay like with my family but there's like no expectation of you being the only person in my life to do all of these things we just use kind of use each other for for like one reason and like but then on the other hand maybe you lose yeah then what's what's the point of being like together i guess also but it's uh i mean i can kind of um i mean i can relate to some extent maybe not relate but understand uh, like both sides of this coin because yeah you know like a lot of people like that are pro like this non-monogamy saying like you know what if you had to have like only one friend or whatever you know it's like very uh, limiting to uh, have uh, one half uh, again it's uh, uh, air quotes because like you cannot really have anyone but like to to be with one person on the other hand like at least from my perspective again that's very individual but i think that it's more important important that people would have a circle like friendships family uh, i don't know hobbies communities and so on and again uh, i personally believe that for me monogamy is the way i mean again i cannot know because uh, like my longest relationship hasn't been that long it was like four years on and off so you know i don't know how i will feel when i will be with somebody 40 years mm. right but i mean like uh, theoretically i think that I could uh, live my life in a monogamous relationship, at, at least for some part. Maybe at some point you renegotiate like the boundaries. But I think that it's way, way more important that like that you would have like a support system and like a community of people and don't expect all those like your social cravings to be fed by one person. Because I think, you know, like this kind of being special to one another is a huge pillar of love in the first place because you know all of us we want to be seen we want to be heard we want to be special we want to be like you know i never met anyone like you before kind of thing and even though it can still be special even when maybe you know it can still be unique uh, and special even if when it's not one partner but i think that for a lot of people it's a bit hard to wrap their head around it and I don't even know how, for example, it would be for me. Again, you know, like I, it's very fun for me and like very interesting to discuss these concepts, but I'm not sure if it's very applicable, applicable uh, for everyone. Okay, and so what about you? Like, do you think that you, because I know that like you also never tried it, um, but like, could do can you imagine yourself like having feelings like in this age uh for more than one person and maybe being somehow involved with them yeah i i um i really think so because i also obviously it is easy for me to say like in this situation i am and with the experiences i have it's mm -hmm. much easier to say than do yeah but um but yeah because it's just something that i always been thinking about because yeah i've been uh i've been single for forever <laughs> now uh, and yeah i always kind of had this uh 
obviously from like family and stuff it's never been any like pressure or anything but i kind of do feel sometimes that it's like oh why is he still like by himself and like mm-hmm. things like this and i also feel that because now i'm in that age where uh, some of my friends they're starting to have kids they yeah. have yeah kids like more than one kid mm-hmm. and they're getting married and everything and i'm like oh but it's not really yeah it, it's just not there for me and i'm kind of fine with it and i'm also like fine if it doesn't happen mm-hmm. and i think obviously yeah it, it is fine for, yeah. for like anyone but i also feel that it, it is somehow still like kind of looked down upon because mm-hmm. then like if you're older or if you're starting to become yeah then when i'm 30 or when i'm 35 it's like oh okay say okay so maybe you should settle down now and it's also like this notion like oh but do you don't you want to spend your life aren't you gonna be alone like don't you aren't you gonna feel alone like when you're older but then but then i'm also thinking about this because someone asked me like oh but what if you uh but then you won't have a family what are you gonna like celebrate christmas and stuff yeah but that's the thing like if you like I have a sister and I mm-hmm. do have a family like I think most mm-hmm. people have a family yeah. so it's never like they're gonna go away like I have cousins and uh there's I do have friends as well that are close mm-hmm. uh, and I think that at least the family you have they're never gonna go away so I think if you if you are like a person who cares about relationships and family and mm-hmm. have or like care about people then you do always have people in your life but uh, so so in a way you're never going to be alone and and you that's a very extroverted uh, point of view <laughs> to life yeah yeah may, may, maybe it is like I, I don't know but yeah i just feel that it's it's uh like for me, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to like fill it mm-hmm. with someone else in it. And because like, yeah, I, I've been thinking about this for like the longest time as well, because I yeah. actually th- talked about a friend, talked to a friend about this like a few years ago or a mm-hmm. year ago. Anyway, that I wanted to write this book trying to um, fight against nature. Yeah. Because also like what you said before with like, okay, yeah, maybe we uh, like we're biologically wired to mm-hmm. want to have offspring and like the pheromones and everything. Yeah. But so, so then is, is it like, are you actually like in love with someone or is it just that it's like some instincts in you? Like, mm-hmm. do you really choose it yourself to be, to become, to like someone or to be with someone? Or is it just because there's something inside you that like compels you to it? Yeah, I think that like you can truly love somebody only over time. I mean, you can be very in love even like from the first sight. Like I believe in that. I mean, in love in that way that like you're like extremely attracted and like you want to uh, spend time with the person and you adore him or her or whatever. And but I mean, but at least I don't really consider that I love a person until I spend at least like half a year with them or something because uh, I think that like this biology and this attraction is very instant and at first like uh, I remember from uh, Sex and the City there's even an expression called uh, sex haze that like uh, you know you're like you really have like a very cloud judgment and I think that a lot of people might um, miss um, misinterpreted it as love but uh, exactly you know and that's the biology part of it but 
but uh, with with time when the you know like the hottest like the most intense uh, hormonal um, reaction kind of becomes calmer i think then you know then the love comes in or doesn't come in as well you know like the pink glasses stage and regarding to what you said yeah i mean i can totally understand and again you know i mean i understand that it's already like very frustrating for you like being a guy you know but because then of course there are like these questions that like they can wrapped in a polite form but like basically they're saying like what's wrong with you and that's very you know unpleasant because like you kind of feel judged or whatever but i mean i think that for a girl um i'm not right now talking from from my personal perspective because i'm still uh, quite young but i mean when you're like single above 30 you know people are also uh, dropping the bomb of like how are you gonna get kids like you know your biological clock is ticking you know like do something and so on and so on and um I think it's devastating and I think it's ridiculous. I think that like, again, like I said, you know, I have quite a romantic perspective that I really think that you can deeply fall in love and like with the good enough communication and so on and chemistry, like really create that family. But I don't think that it's necessary. And I think that that's exactly what I mentioned before that like, I think that a lot of people are unhappy in couples because they do it out of pressure. Like, you know, you now would meet a girl that is like objectively good enough to be in a relationship with and maybe you wouldn't even feel it, but you would do it just so that, you know, like some aunt at the Christmas table would finally stop asking you why are you single you know and I think that that's like uh, a problem that a lot of people want to kind of fit to this uh, standard and uh, they are just so afraid of being that weird alone guy or girl that they like really rush into relationships when maybe it's uh, not necessarily the best idea yeah yeah because that's exactly like also what I wanted to clarify is like, there's no one who has expli explicitly said that to me, like, oh, why are you single? And like, everyone is, is very nice about it. But again, that's also what I mean, because I just recently met up with some of my childhood friends yeah. and I just realized that I'm the only one in that group of people, mm -hmm. group of friends who are single. And yeah. I'm like, oh, but yeah why does that has to feel like a strange thing mm -hmm. why why does it have to like again no one said at all oh, shouldn't you meet someone i think it's wrong that i already like kind of feel that mm -hmm. oh i feel that there's something wrong or yeah. that I, something should be different yeah so you know like that's also like that's again a bit of a buddhistic perspective but then maybe you should look at who's asking so like at yourself you know like why do you feel like that and uh, you know is the pressure really there or like is it more coming from your own like i don't know some fears or insecurities or like just i don't know being afraid of some judgment or whatever yeah because i don't know because i'm like okay is it is it because of society or is it because because of myself like mm -hmm. or and then like is it because of my biological self or is it because because mm -hmm. again like i right now I, I could tell myself that okay yeah i don't want to yeah but obviously somehow there's maybe still a part of me that does want to but yeah. again does this part is that actually a part of me or is it just like biology like do i have any power to like change to feel that way or will i just always feel that way yeah i think that um you know like like the 
the craving for being close with somebody like both emotionally sexually whatever i think it's kind of like a natural part of being a human and it's like um, you know it doesn't really go away i i mean some people might maybe suppress it or like they're afraid to let themselves like i don't know admit or whatever but i mean of course so basically wanting to be with something i so at least from my point of view i don't think that it's your biological thing that like it's not about creating an offspring i think it's more of a, a psychological need that every human being has you know that like you whatever is your orientation or whatever but like you still want to have some kind of like romantic special partner again special not saying that it's monogamous but like you know like feeling seen and close and like being able to relax and open up and be yourself and so on so on so on yeah but uh, but like you said you know like that social that pressure maybe you really like bring it a bit more on yourself because i mean again it's i think it's also part of human nature that like we want to like belong to some kind of group and it's like the minority correction majority not minority of people that like live in monogamous couples and like naturally uh, when you're single especially like with with you know with every year that you're getting older you just feel like you fit less to the society and then it's like very scary and you know and again like very very primal just kind of being part of a norm yeah because like the, the issue is not that i don't feel that I can't love or that I don't want to love anyone. Yeah. It's just that I I really feel that it's very different in this on this like traditional way of looking at it. Because I really feel that you can't own a person yeah. and as I said, like it should be everyone should be their own individual. And I think that uh, who am I to say that okay, you should do this or like you should love only me. Yeah. Uh, and, and stuff like this. Yeah. And again, then people would say that, oh, but that's how like it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, for example, I like right now, I kind of feel that, OK, if if I would find someone that I really like that I love, then I kind of I don't feel that I own that person. So then if that person would want to have sex with someone else, then I would be fine with that because I'm like, OK, I don't own your body or anything. Mm-hmm. And I know that you love me. So that's all that matters for me. And again, then it is, that's why I think it is, at least for me, it is important to like know that there are like more options than mm. just have this. Cause I think then it's not about the sex that there, there can be sex without love or yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Love uh, the other way around that it can be, that there can be love without sex. Mm-hmm. But then again, then, then there's the question like, okay, so if you are with someone that you love, but you don't have sex, yeah. then it's also like, okay, how is that different from a friend? Yeah. So then it is like, uh, is that really love? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so how is that different in your point of view? Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you know, like these these topics. Um, I think that like every situation is so different because like it so heavily depends also on the partner and like again in theory i absolutely uh, agree that like you can really like you know be like i don't know i don't even know whether to call it mature or just like somehow mindful maybe about it and like if really like your partner has like these polyamorous needs um or to have like an open relationship or whatever that like there can still be like genuine feelings uh again like i'm not talking from from uh, experience but like i can i can wrap my head around it uh but i mean i think that it's very 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 
very like specific to every situation because I think that like a lot of people wouldn't be able to do it like maybe they think that they would but like when it would come to real life there would still be some kind of jealousy and insecurity and so on involved I don't know at least I I don't think that I ever had a partner who would have been comfortable with this but I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's part of the charm, right? It's, it's very beautiful. Like if, if two people really have any kind of feelings towards one another, like you, there are so many possible dialogues and so many like possible ways to go. So I definitely agree that there shouldn't be only one like preset way for it. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that like, you know, sometimes maybe uh, a relationship that is considered casual, like friends with benefits or and so on, can be like more impactful and valuable than like a, this, you know, standard relationship. It's uh, it definitely like you cannot really put a label uh, to make it important or not. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, like I'm also thinking like, oh, why do I think this way? And like, is it because I don't because I haven't been in a, in a relationship and then will I change my mind if I mm-hmm. do get into a relationship? But then it's also like, okay, but why, why is it so easy to, to change your opinion on something? Why, why do you, what's the point of having the opinions mm-hmm. then if you, if you just change them all the time? Obviously this uh, has more to do with other things than just like a romantic mm-hmm. uh, love and stuff, but it's like, yeah, why? Why can't you tell yourself to to feel a certain way and then like stick to it? Yeah, I guess that's not <laughs> how humans function. Unfortunately, that would save a lot of trouble. Yeah, it would. Oh. Yeah, but actually, I mean, mm, yeah, so like, you know, again, maybe I'm repeating myself a bit, but like you said, you know, like maybe you would be in a relationship uh, a certain with a certain person and in your opinion would change. And then you ask, like, what's the point of having an opinion? And to be honest, when it comes to feelings, I pretty much think that there's no point. I mean, of course, like you have a value system and so on uh, that kind of like guides how you act maybe in, in in a relationship or like in some kind of connection but in general like you really cannot convince yourself into feeling feelings and uh, I'm an expert of trying to convince myself into feeling feelings so I definitely know that that it's not possible at least not for me yeah that's very nicely put and with that, we're going to take another music break. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say a music break? Are you really going to make a music break? Nope, no music break. Just my voice. Okay, so to wrap things up, I just have uh, one last question uh, that I'd like to ask uh, each and every guest that comes on. And it revolves around this Japanese concept that's called Ikigai, which means... By the way, I don't know if I pronounce it correctly, mm-hmm. but basically it means um, a reason for being. So my question to you, Gabriele, is what is your reason for being? Wow, that, that's, um, that's a big one because, uh, you know, um, I don't think that um, we as human beings like know our reason and know our purpose because uh, that's not for our minds to... I don't know, digest or wrap around or whatever. But at least I know that the most important thing for me when living um, is just to stay true to myself and to my values and um, 
of course all those things like be kind and so on but i mean in general in order for me to feel good in my life uh also like kind of um a little bit talking about what, what we discussed uh, before. I want to really, really be in touch with myself, be mindful about what I want and what kind of person I am and just be able to live according to my own um, preference. Uh, and as long as, you know, I'm not, I don't know, doing anything like bad for others, I think that nobody should care uh, how how I'm living my life. And I just want to really feel free and um, yeah, be able to, and we will re-record this because I'm talking complete nonsense because like you completely confused me with this question because like a reason for life, it's absolutely different than what I expected. How about what was it, do you think I said before? <sighs> I thought it would be more like your drive or your motto or whatever, because like a reason, it's like <laughs> a giant philosophical question. Yeah, that exactly. It's, humans it's, too, were it's, not... it's too big. I think That's what a... I thought as well. Like, you know, because like this is like, you know, God or whatever, like it's it's some like religions and so on are, are trying to answer it for for uh, thousands of years and it's a bit like hard to be like that on the spot like oh. no but it's also like it's not supposed to be everyone's it's if you have something that you feel that you're waking up every, like what's your reason for waking up in the morning that's that's a question now yeah that's kind of like ikigai like what's the, the purpose like what what makes you get up in the morning the essence of your being mm. So, I mean, we don't have a choice um, to be born, right? Um, but I think that um, since I am alive, I just uh, want to take the most from life and just live uh, the most, I don't know, in a most, uh, in the truest way possibly that I can to my own, like, nature, uh, soul, heart, uh, however you call it, but, like, just basically figure out uh, who I am and be mindful of where I'm going and just stick to that path no matter what. But uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a difficult question. So, you know, maybe in five years I will hear this and I will think that it was a very absurd uh, <laughs> answer. But uh, for now, I will stick to this. Yeah, and that's totally fine because I think that's, uh, mm. that's what we want to do here. Also, we... We figure things out and the things we figure out, they might be right for us right now, but they might not be right for us tomorrow. And that's, exactly. uh, that's the beauty of it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed doing this and I'd love to have you on again. Thank you. Th thanks for having me. Um, happy upcoming year, I guess. Yeah, thank you. You too. Happy New Year, everyone. Bye bye. Bye.